What is going on? Welcome to the Boston Rob Show. It is Tuesday, February 2020. We're in the 20s, folks. That means opium is hot again. I am happy about this, though. The the 90s fashion has made a return. And I have a No Fear t-shirt that is striped, very thin pinstripes all the way down, um, that are horizontal pinstripes, that I've had since 8th grade. So we're talking 20 years, I think. I've had this t-shirt for 20 years, and it says a lot about the No Fear t-shirt brand because it is still in good condition. Uh, And that is through many, many moves. I've taken this shirt. I stopped wearing it because the radio show that I'm going to visit this weekend in San Diego made fun of me that I was bringing back that fresh 90s style. Um, But now it's coming back, so maybe I'll take that t-shirt with me on the trip. All right, welcome to the Boston Rob Show. I am him, Boston Rob. Now listen, I always ask you to hit subscribe if you haven't and leave a five-star rating, which is very easy to do because I'm trying to grow this podcast in hopes of making the brand strong like Jesus and Mero say, uh, but more importantly, to maybe get this podcast to a radio show at some point. So uh, if you are listening and have subscribed, thank you very much. And for those of you who have left a rating on iTunes, clicking all five stars. Uh, I thank you for your hard work and dedication to the brand. So I said it a little bit a while ago, a little while ago, uh, this weekend I'm traveling. I haven't traveled in years. Well, you know, when you get laid off, you don't really uh, do too much travel. Travel comes to a halt. Um, But this weekend I'm being flown out uh, to San Diego to appear on the show's 10th anniversary show, the show from Rock 105.3. I spent six of their 10 years with them, and they have cordially invited me back out to appear on what I thought was going to be a radio show. It turns out it's actually going to be a, a weekend, nighttime, not broadcast show at a 5,000-seat theater, which is going to be cool, which is going to be fun. And if you're in the area, get a ticket. I think some of them are only 10 bucks. I know there are some special ones for like 50, which you gotta wonder, is it just iHeartMedia making the money off this? Are people on the show making money? Are they just paying for my room and board with this money? No, there's gonna be a lot more than that. 5,000 seats? I can't do that math. Um, but if you've been following along with the podcast, I'm, I'm a little bit terrified of this trip. I'm not scared of traveling. I'm not scared of flying. It's this coronavirus. And if you've never heard of the Bader-Meinhof phenomenon, we're going to talk about that on this podcast because I think it's happening to me. I think the phenomenon is taking a hold because I'm seeing stuff everywhere that's relating to me traveling and it's terrifying me. (laughs) But I also want to address um, Snoop Dogg walking back his comments on Gail King. Now, if you don't know... Gail King interviewed uh, Lisa Leslie last week on her CBS This Morning show, asked about, I mean, it was a long interview, a few minutes long, and just happened to ask about the rape allegation and if it did anything to his legacy. Snoop Dogg, D.L. Hugh Lee, or however you pronounce his last name, Kenny Anderson, former NBA baller, and quite a few other people have taken to the internet to troll and even death threat Gail King. Gail King's like a, you know, 21-year-old woman. She's much older than that, but uh, she's a a classy lady that don't deserve death threats for asking a question in context of an interview. But that's what it's come to. 
and I played the audio, I think on my last podcast, of Snoop Dogg threatening her. Let's be blunt, Snoop, because that's what you claim to be, right? Tell it how it is. You did. (laughs) The end of your little audio spiel, which, incidentally, has been taken off of Instagram. That video I can no longer find, which is weird, especially now that you're denying you threatened anybody. Which I think kind of led to this whole death threat and everybody trolling Gail. But Snoop had said, you know, you're out of pocket and watch what you say. We're watching you. And at the end, he finished with, well, don't make us come get you. Which I thought was out of line in the first place. Never mind that it's Gail King, a much older woman, that he's saying this to. Because he doesn't need to come and get anyone. Gail King has never been out of line he's never had a beef with her this is the first offense for her i think she gets a slap on the wrist and go go along about your business scale but a lot of uh rappers pro athletes talking heads have come out against her now there is a hashtag i stand with gail that i have tweeted because i do stand with gail i don't think this was offense this uh offense was at the level of felony like some people have taken to the internet some people not only i i haven't read any of the death threats i don't even want to look it up um but i have read the trolling for gail and they're saying she's attacking black men uh and all this stuff where it's really kind of blown way out of proportion but that's what it is just so you know she asked the question to Lisa Leslie about Kobe Bryant. People felt it was too close. Family's still grieving, and now she's getting threats. <laughs> Nothing says I'm offended about a dead friend like I want you dead, right? Or at least that's how I feel about it. But now Snoop Dogg, and this is what's really, really bumming me out, because I expect this from Trump. I expect this from the president. I do not expect this kind of behavior from Snoop. Snoop Dogg now, in a post, hopefully I can find it, is saying... I never said anything threatening. In fact, he's saying, I wasn't even being violent, and I'm non-violent. You know what? Let me just let Snoop Dogg tell you what he's claiming now. Mind you, I have the audio on my other podcast of him saying, we'll come get you. Now, maybe that's up to the ears of the listener to decide whether that's threatening or has a violent feel or not. But here's what Snoop's now saying. Tops, what up, though? This big Snoop Dogg. Here's a message for the people that need to know. I'm a nonviolent person. Right. When I said what I said, I spoke for the people who felt like Gail was very disrespectful towards Kobe Bryant and his family. Now, with that being said, what I look like wants some harm to come to a 70-year-old woman. I was raised way better than that. I didn't want no harm to come to her and didn't threaten her. All I did was say, check it out. You out of pocket for what you're doing and we watching you. Have a little bit more respect for Vanessa, her babies, and Kobe Bryant's legacy. Yeah. But anyway. No, not but anyway. I don't want to watch any more of that. Um, Because he that's not all he said. And the post is gone. So you can't play it back. I'm sure people caught on the internet. I have it on my podcast. I'm disappointed because I like when my opinions align with Snoop. I think he's a very interesting, cool individual. I like uh, his rap. I like his career. I like his commentary on Planet Is Earth that him and Jimmy Kimmel did. Uh, I like a lot of the stuff he does. So this is disappointing because I expect this lying to come from the White House and all those politicians surrounding the White House, but not from Snoop. You know, 
I'm hoping to hear some truth from our artistic creators like Snoop. And it's funny to also hear him say he's a nonviolent person. Maybe he means now, because if you listen to any of his rap records, um, anything he's rapped about seems kind of violent, <laughs> which I'm okay with. What I'm not okay with is trying to say that you're not who you are. We love you for who you are. Just be you, Snoop, and everybody loves that, or at least your fans love who you are. You don't need to change. And it would be much cooler if you said the truth about your posts. You know, I feel like if Snoop came out and said, listen, I was a little out of pocket on calling Gail King for being out of pocket. Whatever that means. I'm just trying to use Snoop's uh, Snoop's comments on this. But if he had said that and said, I'm sorry, um, I would go, wow, that's a that's a big dude right there. It takes a lot to acknowledge that you're wrong and apologize like ironically gail king did (laughs) even though i don't think she was wrong she didn't think she was wrong but she apologized because she tried to put herself in the people who were offended shoes and said oh if i had just seen that small clip like you did and i'll get into what was really wrong and why people got offended or at least i think uh that she would be upset too and she was horrified mortified and she addressed everyone and issued apology now what happened why i think there was a hubbub is because gail did the interview interview went on fine but because the the media is trying to capitalize on Kobe Bryant, which I think is the real issue, which I wish Snoop and Team DL and Kenny Anderson, I wish these people would address this and what's going on right now because people are capitalizing on his death and the horrific, tragic deaths of all these people. And CBS took a small little clip of Gail asking about the rape allegation and the little back and forth that happened because there was... Lisa Leslie thought it went to trial and he was acquitted and whatever. And Gail had a corrector and said, no, it was settled out of court. The witness wouldn't testify. And it was some civil suit was filed, whatever. We need need not specifics. But that clip was taken by CBS and promoted as a salacious headline to get viewers. That's what Snoop and everyone saw. So they just thought Gail was doing an interview talking about the rape allegations, which it wasn't. It was much more in-depth than it was really heartfelt and really real. And it was setting the record straight. All these things Gail has addressed on her Twitter. But this is what's wrong with everything going on right now and why the 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 offense and the the backfire and the trolling is done in the wrong direction it's aimed at gail but she's been nothing but respectful classy and like i said if this was an offense it's her first so let's leave it alone but we should be directed at cbs and these other places like the headline hold on let me get my notes i had to write this down because i couldn't believe that snoop's mad at gail but meanwhile i'm going on to news sites and seeing where is the headline this headline The heartbreaking text messages from the mother who lost her husband and daughter finally revealed. Now, the only reason I opened that story, because I saw that and I went, who wants to read that? Who wants to read about the text messages that that come from a mother finding out that she just lost not only Kobe Bryant, who I think she knew, and his daughter, but that her husband and daughter were on that helicopter too. Who wants to read that text message chain? How did they get that? And why is that a news story? What does that contribute? What does that help? What does that do besides really like make some news outlet some money for clicks? Like what are are we gaining from that? But those are the news stories running right now. 
I would, but I guess Snoop doesn't care about this mother or he's not as upset at this website or whatever it is. I don't know. Maybe he hasn't seen it. Maybe he's listening to the podcast right now. Snoop, I, I can find out all the info for you on that uh, if you'd like. But that's the stuff that drives me bananas. And the only reason I clicked on it was so I could talk about it on the podcast. And literally what that article is filled with these friggin' web ads that you have to scroll through all the web apps just to read the article in itself and I didn't even finish it I just read some of it it's this dialogue between this mother and some random dude or someone that she's asking about what happened on the flight and that guy finally saying like they're all gone and the the mom slash wife finding out that she had lost two immediate members of her family and I went why is this a news story that's the stuff that's disgusting about the media that should not be report you know like just leave that alone unless that's helping someone and not just gaining you money and clicks um i don't see how that's news but apparently gail king is the problem (laughs) what the f um so that's why i'm still talking about this because like when you see those stories of like the heartbreaking text of a mother finding out she just lost her daughter and husband don't click on that you know, I wish there was a w- way to report that to somebody and say like, yo, this is bogus, man. Let's get this out of here. Maybe if people like Snoop or D.L. Hughley uh, saw that stuff and complained about that, called that, brought that to light, um, maybe people would stop doing it because I feel like that's the most salacious thing ever. But hopefully this dies down. Hopefully Kale King stops getting get death threat. That's so crazy to me. Like, really, you're you're going, I'm so offended because I'm grieving the loss of someone I love that I want to threaten death upon you. Like, who does that make sense to? <laughs> who the F? I've been spending half the day defending Gail King on Twitter, not giving an F because I don't feel like enough people are standing up going, wait, wait, Gail isn't known to be out of line. Gail is not the one to say, like, she's wildly inappropriate. In fact, she's very professional and very classy and I think was the correct person to maybe be asking these questions. Now, the timeline, maybe wait a little bit. That's debatable. But the way this whole thing played out just leaves a real bitter taste in my mouth, especially for Snoop, a guy who I really enjoyed and appreciated. Now I got a little little uh, hesitation, especially finding out he's lying about, oh, I'm not threatening, I'm not violent. Just be who you are. Say, I say stuff that sounds scary when it comes out. And I said it to whatever you want to call her. A 70-year-old woman. You want to diss her there. Just say that. And I did it. And now there's a bunch of other people jumping on the Snoop bandwagon doing the same thing that I'm doing. And I'm sorry. I made a mistake. I don't want no harm brought to this. Like, own it, man. Because when you don't own it, you just seem like a punk like the rest of them. And this is coming from a fan. (laughs) So Snoop, if you're listening, I love you, man. I just, I I don't want to see you stoop to the Trump level of lying or denial. But let's move on. Because this Bader-Meinhof phenomenon is happening to me. And it's probably happened to you. Do you know what this is? Let me tell you about this next on the Boston Rob Show. And don't forget, if you're listening on iTunes, the iTunes podcast app, scroll to the bottom of the podcast right now. You can see five empty stars. You click all five. It leaves the podcast with a five-star review. It's the only way this podcast grows. I can only do it with your help. 
And, you know, doing something nice for others is a scientifically proven way to have a better day. So you'll feel better because you did the small little great thing that I am forever grateful for. Everybody who leaves it with a five star rating. And if you want to leave a review, go ahead. Give me some thoughts, input, criticisms, uh, love, whatever you want to share. I'm all for it. But if we could just take the time, it takes one second. Scroll to the bottom of the page right now. Click all five stars. Thank you. Let's talk Bader-Meinhof phenomenon next. Welcome back to the Boston Rob Show. Now we're going to talk Bader-Meinhof phenomenon and briefly mention the butterfly effect. But first, did you see the Oscars? You didn't miss much if you missed it. Really not much to see this year, besides the ridiculous outfits everybody was wearing. Spike Lee, if you see my Instagram, he looked like a train conductor on some wild crossover episode of Thomas the Train meets Soul Train. Something just weird happening in Hollywood on fancy fashion nights, <laughs> like last night. Uh, but today, Fox News is claiming these headlines of a political win for Trump and his support group uh, because the Oscars had hit an all-time low in viewership. Now, they're accurate that they hit an all-time low in viewership. In fact, it was down 20% from last year, which is millions of people that are not watching this year. Is it because what they're saying, people don't want to hear about the Hollywood elites ranting about changing the world and acquittals and going green and saving the planet? Is it really that? I don't think so. That's what's irritating. It's not what they're claiming it to be. Now, they're just spouting off their opinion, as am I. But when you kind of look at what's going on with the Oscars, especially over the past few years, you see a, a better picture of why people aren't tuning in or why I was tuned in and then immediately tuned out. And I think it has more to do with the fact of not just Hollywood pretending to be politically woke. That's been going on forever. Isn't Leo DiCaprio always to appear, give a rant about the melting ice caps and then leave on a private plane? I think Joaquin even Phoenix even mentioned it in an earlier award he won this year or last year, saying we all need to do better to save the planet, including myself, who, yes, I took a private plane here and I'm, I'm not helping that. Uh... <laughs> And really, when it comes to saving the planet, it's the billionaires, the corporations that need to change. Us poor people, us common folk, the broke folk can pretend like us putting a, a Snapple can in the recycling is going to save the planet. But really, it's the big, big businesses, the people flying private planes instead of taking a plane with everybody else. Those are the people that need to change their actions. Um, but that's always been going on at these Oscars events and these big award nights. Ricky Gervais addressed it perfectly at the Golden Globe, said, no one wants to hear your opinion. Come up here, get your little award, and go sit down. But I think that is the bigger thing, that the Oscars, for a second year in a row, didn't have a Ricky Gervais type. They didn't have a host. They went hostless. So they had no name for people to hook their hook, hook onto. They had no anchor to the show. They had no one that could roast Hollywood, no one for people like me to tune in and see at least some jokes happening, some cracks in the face of these people about to win an award. Uh, without a host, it seems very serious, almost ominous. <laughs> but that was a, a, a leading factor, if you ask me. My other opinion is look at the movie selection. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 1917, Parasite, really? Judy? 
all movies uh, I think we could collectively eye-roll at. Not saying they're not good, they're just not movies you want to get behind and root for. And then when you dive even deeper into the actors and actresses, who's the Renee Zellweger fan club? I loved her in Empire Records, don't get me wrong. But for Judy? I don't know. And Joaquin Phoenix? Don't get me started on his Joker. He doesn't hold a candle to Heath Ledger and his role. No one will. I mean, after Heath Ledger played the Joker, it's just been downhill. Jared Leto, Heath Ledger, I don't care. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix, I don't care who you are. No one's going to play that role as well as Heath Ledger did. So, I don't know many people getting behind Joaquin Phoenix and rooting for him. I think that was part of his speech. I didn't listen to it. My wife did, and she was moved by it. I was like, he sounds like he's filled with hot air. This dude is is not the guy he's pretending to be and pretending to be this all... (laughs) All peaceful, uh, politically correct, gender equality, save the ice caps and the dolphins and the whales guy. I mean, he's taking private jets everywhere. He's not changing his lifestyle. Um, but I always thought Joaquin Phoenix was kind of like an irritant in Hollywood. That not many people liked him. Or at least that's the vibe he gives off to me. But I think when you take all those factors into consideration, you see a bigger picture of why the Oscars have sucked so hard the past couple of years. Not what Fox News is saying. I just think that's so ridiculous that this somehow is a win for Trump. Because <laughs> if Trump was nominated for something, Fox News would totally be saying a, a, a different story about why ratings are down or even denying that ratings would be down. Oh, I just wanted to point that out because the Oscars have been sucking lately, but just wait until a good movie with a cool actor is in there. And I think you'll see those, those numbers, uh, incline, increase again. All right. So let's get to the Bader-Meinhof phenomenon. To simply explain it, it's like if I, if, if we learned a new word, superfluous, okay, it means unnecessary. So Fox's new news is really superfluous to people in the know. Their their spin on things is superfluous to the story. That, just me telling you about the word superfluous, and me saying it so many times, it's starting to sound weird. But let's say you learned a new word, then you go out, you start reading a news story, you talk to your mom, you're, you're driving, and you see this word everywhere. That's essentially the Bader-Meinhof phenomenon. It's uh, a frequency illusion. So you learn something new, you your attention becomes very selective, and you start to notice everywhere, almost as like this word or this thing you learned about is haunting you. It's a confirmation bias. It's a, it's a bias that our mind creates with the frequency of things. Something that maybe we didn't even notice before that was always there is now being noticed a lot more. And that's because our brain is a pattern recognizing super machine. You know, our brains are always looking for patterns in things. So now that that's kind of been explained, I know I did a poor job explaining the Bader-Meinhof phenomenon. Uh, this has been happening to me. I'm traveling to San Diego this weekend and things keep happening surrounding San Diego and obviously surrounding travel that is freaking me the F out. I will continue telling you more about this next. Okay, 
So to finish up, sorry, I had to go dad for a minute. Parenting ain't easy, but it's got to get done. Um, so this Bader-Meinhof phenomenon, uh, this started with me once I got the call from the host of the show to say, hey, you want to come out to San Diego and appear and riff with us, rant with us, rave with us on this 10th anniversary show? And I went, yeah, this sounds like fun. I'd love to come out to SD for a weekend. And just about that same time, we start hearing about this coronavirus outbreak. Oddly enough, it's affecting travel and it's starting to leak into our country, this new virus. All the way up until today, you know, and I've been hearing different things about what airports you're going to be screened at. I, I only think it's international flights, I hope. I haven't dug too deep because I'm not that, that worried about it. I feel like I'll be okay as long as I got my hand sanitizer. But then today on CBS This Morning, they run a news story saying somebody in San Diego had accidentally been let out of quarantine when they were being quarantined for this new coronavirus, which I wish we could just call the Wupox, right? If you don't know, the coronavirus is just the name of the strain of virus. It's not the official name of it. Uh, so I've tried to lobby to call this the Wupox. Sounds scary. Sounds hip-hoppy. I think it's a appropriate name for this. The Woo Flu. No, I like Wupox. But today, of all days, three days before I'm about to go to the city where somebody was let out of quarantine, this happens. So... I'm just experiencing this Bader-Meinhof phenomenon in the worst way. Now, it got me to think, what is the stats on people experiencing this for good or for bad? Is it like The Secret? Remember that book where it's like, if you just visualize money, it will appear. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's the exact secret of the, the book, The Secret, but you get my point. But I wonder if this Bader-Meinhof thing can be something like, oh man, I've been so lucky lately. Haven't you noticed all the good luck going around? And then you go off and just experience good luck everywhere. Is it, can it happen like that? Or is this for only like really ominous, weird, uh, and just new things that you learn about? I know new is definitely one of them. So that's neither good nor bad. That's just a new introduction into your vocabulary or, or life or whatever it is. But a lot of the examples people give online of this Bader-Meinhof thing is like, uh, somebody will say to you, oh, have you noticed there's more birds out than ever? And then you go for a walk and you start to realize like, oh my God, there's a crap ton of birds. Now, there were never more birds, or maybe there are, conspiracy theory, but it's just your awareness to it, you know? Your, your selective attention is now focused on the bird factor. Uh, but I wondered... You know, is this only for bad things or is that just a, a real tell of where my mind is in this trip? <laughs> you know, in my own way, bad headspace or can this happen for good things? Can you be like, oh man, I keep finding 20s on the ground and then everywhere you go, you find a 20 on the ground. I don't know, but I would love to, I want to have a conversation with people about this and see if, well, number one, if they didn't know what this was called, once they realize what this is called, how's it ha how has it happened to them? Has it ever happened in like the best way possible? <laughs> it's kind of like the butterfly effect. Is the butterfly effect when that's explained? They usually say the butterfly effect is the uh, a butterfly flaps its wings in Rio de Janeiro, and from that one little wing flap, the effect of that small little thing 
starts a tornado in Kansas. Now that's a pretty devastating catastrophic natural event that's happening from the butterfly effect in this butterfly wing. And what its definition is, is seemingly insignificant choices having huge effects. But is it always under the the tone of bad things? Or can this be like really awesome? Like a butterfly flaps its wings and then a baby uh, who had not been able to hear can magically hear again. You know, is it is it always bad things or can these things ever be explained as good? Do they ever happen as good? That's what I'm trying to figure out. And it just seems like the more you look up the butterfly effect, the Bader-Meinhof phenomenon, it's usually weird or bad or new things. There's not too many explanations of it happening where it's like, oh, I learned a new word and that got me a new job. <laughs> you know, like it's it's not. Is that a reflection of our society or is it these things only happen to bad, new, weird things? I don't know. I would love to know. I'd love to talk to a scientist on this or someone who understands these phenomenons and effects uh, more, more in depth. But I guess I'll have to wait. We'll do that on a different episode of the podcast. So what are we taking away? So you have some material, some talking points for your next supper party, which, by the way, you can call it a supper party. Not everything has to be a dinner party here in New England. Like I've said before, we call things, uh, we have different terms for things. For us mass holes, dinner is supper. A purse is a pocketbook. Um, so here's your talk of points that you learned on the Boston Rob Show for, and I wonder, can the Bader-Meinhof phenomenon be a phenomenon for itself? Like now that you learned about Bader-Meinhof phenomenon, are you going to see that everywhere? I don't know. This is some rabbit hole, wormhole type ish that we're going down. This is some interstellar movie stuff happening right now. <laughs> the fifth dimension, man. Um, so better mine off. Butterfly effect. Why the Oscars sucked. And Snoop Dogg, just be yourself, man. Please just be yourself. You don't need to lie, Snoop. I expect that from the president. Uh, out of my rap artists, out of the creators, the artists, the comics of the world, I expect more. I expect a dash of truth be told with their art. Um, and I'm really disappointed that now he's saying, we didn't threat you. I'm not violent. I've listened to your rap. You've led a violent life. That's okay if you're not violent now, but don't claim to not be violent at all. Like you used to be. If you're not now, okay. But don't say you didn't threaten an older woman. Because you did. At the end of your statement, you said, bitch, we'll come get you. That sounds very threatening. Just apologize for it, like Gail King did. Just make good and move on. Gail King right now is being the grown-up in the room, and I expect more out of Snoop. So, those are all the things we learned on this Boston Rob show. Uh, I thank you so much for listening. Take the time, if you can, right now, scroll to the bottom of the Boston Rob Show iTunes podcast page. If that's where you listen on iTunes, you're already on the page. Scroll to the bottom. You'll see five empty stars. Click all five. It leaves the podcast with a five-star rating. You doing that is the only way this podcast can grow. So I thank you for those who are going to, who have already, and who are thinking about it. I just, I, I want you to know I love you anyways. So leave the podcast with a five-star rating. Much love, spread love. Don't forget, 2020, destiny is all. Go last, go watch The Last Viking. Okay, go binge watch that. I'm out of here. Peace.